Welcome to AdTension, a podcast from the American Advertising Federation, District 10. I'm Ray Shillins. Conversations with the people in our industry who make advertising and marketing impactful and relevant. Our stories take you behind the scenes on a variety of advertising platforms where we explore current trends and topics. AAF District 10 promotes professional development and networking, recognizes advertising excellence, provides news and resources, helps develop future industry leaders, and promotes the value of ethical and transparent advertising. It is indeed a super district. Find out more at aaf10.org. District 10 has been doing some really cool stuff lately, including 10 questions with District 10. On Friday, November 12th at 11.30 a.m. via Zoom, we had a fireside chat with AAF District 10 Governor Stephanie Price and special guest Joe Biluski, marketing manager for, well, I'm not going to tell you the name of the shows, but I want you to listen to the music and see if you can guess what I'm talking about. Take a listen. Okay, I bet you got it right. Joe Beluski is a marketing manager at CBS Media Ventures, the preeminent television syndication company, working on long-running, critically acclaimed shows like Jeopardy, Wheel of Fortune, Dr. Phil, and The Doctors. Joe moved to Los Angeles to pursue a career working in the entertainment industry. After graduating with his B.A. in cinema and digital arts from Point Park University's Conservatory of Performing Arts, It's at Point Park where Joe first became captivated by entertainment advertising. After years of writing and producing narrative scripts that were hours long, he reveled at the creative challenge to tell a story in just 30 seconds, to catch your eye with a single image, to convince you to change the channel with a tagline. At CBS Media Ventures, Joe produces industry-recognized campaigns. Most recently, he was a finalist at the Promax North America Awards for the Dr. Phil campaign, The Bigger Picture, and delivers genre-leading ratings for the 15 hours of original program he markets every week. In his free time, yeah, Joe has some free time, believe it or not, skimming his pool like an aquatic zen garden, traveling with his wife and FaceTiming with his two nephews back in the beautiful city of Cleveland, Ohio. And as I said, this conversation with Joe was uh, put together by our District 10 governor, Stephanie Price, and it was a great conversation. We wanted you to hear it, even if you were at that virtual webinar, one more time. Let's listen in. As I started to grow, you know, I, I got more shows. And two of the shows that I got probably about three or four years ago are Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy. And as you were saying, they are, you know, world-renowned brands. You know, you're, you're, you'd you're be hard-pressed to find hosts that are more loved than, you know, Pat and Vanna and, you know, and Alex. 
Um, and I had the pleasure of working for Alex for about, you know, probably about like two, three years. Um, so yeah, no, I, I do work in, so, you know, to get a little bit nerdy with you guys, um, television is, is split up in a couple different ways. And so I work in syndication. So I do work for CBS, but our shows air all across the country on very different channels. So in, you know, in Tyler, Texas, you know, we may be on one affiliate, you know, but in, in Omaha, we may be on like a Fox affiliate. In Orlando, we may be on an NBC. So it's a very different way that we do marketing um, where I have to interact with every single city in the country. And so it's a, it's a very big job, but it's, it's really interesting. And, you know, definitely talking to you guys, you know, every single city that you're in, we interact personally with the marketing people at your station. Um, because I'm sure, you know, Tyler, Texas is different than Boston, Massachusetts, which is different than Cleveland. You know, the demographics are different. What people are looking for are different. So it's a, it's, it's sort of, we do the, the macro part where we do the big launches, you know, we do the big campaigns, but then we also work, you know, within the, the different communities on how best to market these brands, you know, locally. I love that. That's really fascinating. So um, talk a little bit about Joe. What is the most recent thing that you read, heard, or watched that inspired you and why? So uh, it's, it's fall. And in the fall, I like to read Stephen King because it's a little spooky and it's a little, how, you know, it's kind of like Halloween. Um, I've never read Pet Cemetery before. So I started to read Pet Cemetery and it scared the crap out of me. It got under my skin. So I had, uh-huh. to, I had to like put it in the freezer you know, and I just like, I have to stay away from it for a little bit. Um, so I picked up two self-help, self-help books um, just to, you know, completely change what I was looking for. Uh, and one of the books was called The Big Leap. And another one is called Atomic Habits. And again, I guess I'm a micro macro guy. Um, the, the Big Leap is a very macro, you know, point of view on like unlocking your potential and finding, you know, what are the things that fulfill you as a creative? Um, and then Atomic Habits, uh, I'm the son of an engineer, so I'm very interested in like processes, you know, and how those work. And so Atomic Habits is about, you know, what can you change at an infinitesimal level that can, you know, completely just, uh, you know, uh, help help everything that you do. Um, and you can see that, you know, the changes that that can happen from those small little changes. So, so those are the two books that I read to get Stephen King out of my brain um, so that I could sleep at night. <laughs> I've, yeah. I've been there um, definitely with Stephen King and Dean Koontz and the like. So oh, I've yeah, been that for sure. Yeah. Um, so quick, what's the best part about your job? So I'm the, the cool thing about my job is we're a part of production. Um, a lot of the way that entertainment marketing works is productions over here and they shoot their shows and then marketing gets it after. Um, But I'm on set. I work with the talent, I work with the producers. We are right there as everything happens. Um, So, you know, being able to step on set with, you know, bona fide legends like Pat and Vanna and Dr. Phil and, you know, Alex and being able to interact with them. And it's, there are a lot of cool things in entertainment that become wallpaper just because you're doing it every day and you're working on it every day. Um, but those are the type of moments that, that just, they, they don't get less cool. It's still that wow factor. Cause 
Wheel of Fortune Jeopardy are older than I am. So walking onto that set is like walking into, you know, my grandparents' living room, walking through their television, and then you're right there with the music and the host and the contestants and the games and the adrenaline. It's, yeah, it, it, it doesn't get, you know, less cool, you know, less cool than that. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I'm super jealous that you have stood in the same room as Vanna White and Pat Sajak. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm fangirling pretty, pretty hard on that. So that's really amazing. They're, they're um, really so- cool people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you have any advice they've ever given you or I'm totally going off script now, but. Sure. And, and um, we, our relationship isn't really much, you know, where they're giving us advice, that type of thing. Um, we work a lot with them, you know, with our affiliates and with our marketing. So, you know, whether we're recording custom spots for, you know, Oklahoma city, if they're having some sort of, you know, a, like a food bank or, you know, some sort of Christmas thing, um, you know, the, the affiliate in o- Oklahoma City will get in touch with us and then we're on set working with, you know, Pat and Vanna on recording it, you know, and, and getting, you know, the, the best marketing materials out to people. Um, it's just, it's, it's, it's so cool to see other people interact with them too, because like we'll bring affiliates to set and, you know, they'll get to meet Pat and Vanna for the first time. And you're there for that story they're going to tell for the rest of their lives. Like that's a cocktail story that they're going to get mileage out of for the next 30 years. And you can just <laughs> see how cool that is. You know, these, these great reporters and these great anchors who have been in, you know, just you know, tough harrowing situations and are completely unflappable. And then they get in front of Pat and Vanna and then it's just like their fangirl comes out and they're just like, Oh, this is great. And it's like, yeah, this is, this is really cool. It's, it's woven into the fabric of America and, you know, yeah. Love that. So um, tell us about the thing you're most proud of. Could be professional, personal. What are you most proud of? Well, on, on the shows I work on, there's, there's a lot to be proud of. Um, for Dr. Phil, you know, I've been working on that the past, you know, eight, nine years. The tens of thousands of guests have walked on that stage and then walked off to receive millions of dollars of aftercare. Like that is, that is one of the unsung heroes of that show is the amount of help that people get afterwards. And then on Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy, you know, the, the money that people win, it's life-changing. You know, we're watching it on TV and we're like, oh, they only won, you know, 50 grand or something. And it's like, I saw James Holtzauer win like 118, you know, this person only won 50. For those people, that 50, like, this is life-changing money. We see it as like, oh, it's points, you know, on a scoreboard or anything like this. But it's, you know, it, you you hear stories of people, you know, putting down payments on houses or going to college or being able to go get that master's degree. Definitely on Jeopardy, a lot of that money is used towards education. Um, but yeah, just just seeing how, you know, these people walk into our lives and then, you know, it, the, their lives are completely changed once they step off stage. I love that. That's absolutely inspiring. What a great reason to go to work every day, a hundred percent. So what is the biggest lesson you've learned in working on these shows or, you know, just in life in general? So the biggest thing that I had to learn, and it's, you know, it's definitely a, something I was stubborn about was, was asking questions. Um, I, I, I always thought, you know, we, we go to school and we think that knowing things is currency you know, and if you don't know it, it, you may be lesser than or whatever that is. 
um, over the years, really working with, you know, some of the top creatives, you know, in, in the world, pretty much, it's okay to ask questions. You know, if you don't know it, know something, definitely ask, because your currency is not whether you can remember something and then regurgitate it. It's what you do with the information you have in front of you. Um, so, you know, that's, and, and being in big rooms with people who, you know, have stars on the walk of fame, seeing them interact with other people, if they don't understand something, they're going to ask the question. You know, they, they can humble themselves and be like, I don't know what that is. Tell me what that is. And then they're caught up and then we can all move forward. You know, you, you see people who try to, you know, fake their way through knowing things and use a lot of buzzwords to try to get to the end of a sentence. And, you know, it's you don't need to do that because we're we're all here working on this together. Absolutely. Um, wow. Yeah, I love that. I think that that's that's incredibly powerful, especially as you look back on your life and realize, you know, maybe in my 20s, I should have asked a heck of a lot more questions. So, I think oh, yeah. Um, have you ever experienced a campaign that just didn't work? And if so, how, how'd you get it back on track, back on brand, back to where it needed to be, or just scrap the whole thing altogether? So uh, I work on the number one and number two game shows in America, and I work on the number one daytime syndicated talk show. So fortunately, we don't really have campaigns go sideways. It's, it's a, you know, it's, it's part of just uh, working with, you know, some of the best people in the business, some of the best creatives, and then just the talent and the stakeholders, they know these shows so well. The people who work on Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy, some of them have been there since the beginning. You know, their DNA is the show's DNA. So we really don't go sideways. Um, but looking at the rest of the, you know, the television environment, you know, we're, we're always looking at, you know, what other people are doing, what's, what's, you know, what are they trying to do? And a big thing that, you know, I've definitely seen are shows and brands that just get in their own way. They start to like believe their own press and they're talking to people in a way that doesn't connect. So the good thing about working in syndication is I'm talking to 200 markets around the country every single day. So in talking with the creative services people or the news people at you know, your local affiliates, we really get an idea of what people want. And that's, that's the big thing today is time. Everything is competing for your time. A television show is not just competing against another television show. We're competing against apps. We're competing against, you know, your, your social media. We're, I mean, we're competing against, you know, TikTok, which is right in front of you while our show may be on in the background. And, you know, so it's, it's not a, a linear thing anymore. It's not a one-to-one, -one. you know, we have to show why we're worth your time. And, you know, there are a lot of brands out there that aren't doing that. They think that they can just hold up a laurel that says, look, you know, people like us. But it's like, but why? What what am I going to get out of this? Because, you know, the algorithms, you know, my TikTok feed is giving me exactly what I want because that's the stuff that I interact with. So they know exactly what to serve me. You know, you have to as marketers, we have to go that extra that extra mile to try to make that case of, you know, put that down, come over here, turn on your television, 
to broadcast, which is things that, you know, people my age and younger don't know how to do because they don't have broadcasts, you know, so having to get people to do those things, it's a, it's, it's more difficult. Absolutely. I mean, I, I could not agree with you more. I think that's in everyone's, whether you work for a product, I work for a museum slash an outdoor musical, and I am competing for people's time all day long. You know, it's the time of getting in the car, getting the kids here, whatever, whatever. So I, I think that's oh, a yeah. lesson to, to take away from this is that as marketers and advertisers, we're not competing against each other necessarily. We're competing against the clock. So absolutely mm. fascinating. Um, tell us the best traits in a leader and why. So I've, I've had the pleasure of working for some of the best leaders in television. Um, the, you know, I work for the number one syndicator. I'm, I'm not saying this is like a brag. It's just, you know, these are, these are the, it's, it's not me. It's the people above me that have made this company who it is and have made the shows what they are. Um, I'm able to learn from them, which has been, I, I call it like my master class. I'm, I'm not a job hopper. I've been with these, you know, these shows and this company this long because of how great the education has been working, learning from these people and the, the most effective leaders and, you know, executive producers and talent that I've been in the room with. It's, it's two things. It's communication and empowerment. And, you know, we're, we're all in the same boat. You know, when it comes to entertainment marketing and it comes to, you know, marketing Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune, we're all rowing in the same direction. We're all trying to get to the same thing. You may be research, you may be sales, you may be casting, you know, you can be, you may be post-production. We're all in separate areas, but we're all trying to get to that same direction. And the most effective leaders are the ones who openly communicate. We all know exactly what's going on with absolutely everything so that we can be empowered to make our own decisions quickly. Because if I don't know where the destination is, I'm just, you know, shooting in the dark. I don't know what I'm supposed to be able to do. So I'm not empowered to make my decisions. And it's just, you know, being able to see people who, you know, I said this, or, you know, who have a, like somebody like a Harry Friedman, who was the executive producer on Wheel of Fortune Jeopardy for, you know, decades, you know, star on the Walk of Fame, just a TV legend. Those are the things that, you know, I was able to see him do and, you know, work with him on, and not work with him on, but, you know, he would, he would communicate with us and empower us um, as marketers to be able to do our job as, as best as we can, which is another reason why we didn't see many campaigns go sideways. Oh, I love that so much. I think, um, wow, you know, I, yeah, empowerment and communication two, two really key things that I think, you know, anyone can, no matter where you're leading, if you're leading up or leading behind you, you can absolutely, you know, do that from, from any seat that you take in a job. So that's yeah. incredible. And yeah, the people you've just, you know, mentioned are that, that I think is what excels careers. You know, it's not, it's not the, the harsh down method anymore. It's definitely an empowerment type thing. So thanks for that, that nugget. Sure. So um, this is a fun question. So which overused word or phrase makes you cringe? So this one, I, I read this question and the answer came to me, you know, with, with large neon letters right in front of my face. And it's, it's the word viral and it's the word viral in planning purposes. 
um, the the amount of rooms you will be in, and you know you you probably have been in, where somebody wants to make something go viral, where they want you know we would like to make a viral video. Um, none of those things exist, and it's you you can't explain enough to those people that you know we don't make something viral. People do, and the algorithm does. We can just make our best creative. We can put our best foot forward, but you know the little Nas X is going to be on Maury, the TV show, on Wednesday. That blew up my Twitter feed this morning. There's a promo of him on Maury, and it's just like they. There's no way anybody went into the room saying, "Hey, if we go on Maury, I bet we can go viral." No, that's that's not any part of the planning process. So, you know, anytime I hear that, these bu- those type of buzzwords, it's also one of those like red flags of like, oh, okay, we may have to do some re-education here. We may have to, you know, d- explain how all of this works. Um, but yeah, the, the people who want to make something go viral, it, it's, you, you can't, it's, you're, you're going to try to hold on to it too tight and you're going to get 10 likes. You're so. going to ruin it. Yeah. And yeah. that's really funny you say that because the the two guys we visited who um, last time they worked for ESPN and um, Disney, now they have their own agency. That was one of one of theirs too. They're like, stop saying you're going to make things go viral. It's not a thing. This is, I, you know, I feel like that whatever commercial it was, it was like, this is not a thing. You can't, you can't do this. So mm-hmm. I, I couldn't agree more with you. I think lots of our viewers of this were like, yes, thanks. I saw a lot of hand claps. So we're all really tired of that in the marketing sphere for sure. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for repeating them, but it needs <laughs> to be said, I guess. So yeah, yeah, I think maybe we all need to rent a blimp or a billboard or like, I like the word <laughs> re-education. I think that's great of educating those that maybe don't, don't understand what we do as our craft. So that's a, that's a great point as well. It's the polite way to say what we really want to say. Yeah, yeah absolutely. hundred <laughs> percent. Um, so what would you tell somebody starting out in, in the business, in the business of maybe television or marketing? I think television would be interesting too. So however you want to take that question. So um, definitely just anybody starting out in a career. For me, it's all been about great mentors. Um, finding the people, you know, that you're going to work for who aren't just going to give you things to do, but who are going to get, put you in the right environment to grow. Um, that's been the story of my career. That's why I've been, you know, where I am as long as I have been, you know, working for some of the best people in the business, just having, you know, just great mentors and then seeing my career, uh, as opposed to peers of mine who, um, you know, the shows I work on aren't the most buzzworthy at times, you know, the shows have been on for 30 plus years, you know, it's definitely an older demographic. Um, I know people who work in entertainment who are peers of mine who may have jobs that the shows or content may be a little bit more hip, maybe a little bit more flashy, a little bit more top of mind for people, um, you know, maybe the the soup of the day type thing. But their careers have diverged, I think, mainly because I've, I've just had some great mentors that have been able to work with, you know, help me put me in the right places. Um very early on, you know, they, they put me in the control room. They put me on set with talent, you know, and these are things you don't get working at other jobs. Um, so, yeah, you know, a, a nice title looks great. A good company 
looks great. But if the people above you aren't going to let, aren't going to, you know, nurture you and help you grow and put you in those, that right position for those first five, 10 years of your, you know, your career, um, you know, I would, I would say go towards people that you gel with who are good mentors. I love that. That's fantastic advice. Love that so much. So this is my last question. And then I'm going to open it up for the last few minutes to, to the crew on the, on the screens with us, but where do you find joy? Um, in my career, I find joy in being creative and it's, it's something I'm going to bring it back to our second question. It's something I learned from that book, um, the big leap, because it, uh, something the book talks about is that thing you can do for 14 hours in a day and at the end of that 14-hour day, you're not tired at all. You're jazzed. You're excited. You're just, you've got that energy. And, you know, for me, it's, it's anything creative. And the lovely thing about being an entertainment marketer is there are so many creative things that we can, you know, roll up our sleeves and get into, you know, nationwide, um, you know, brand campaigns, you know, whether we're, we're working with social on, you know, new digital assets, you know, or it's just a conversation with, you know, a local affiliate about, hey, you know, what what can we do in your market that could, you know, put, put uh, I mean, you're not going to, they, they were never off the map, but put these shows, you know, back in the collective consciousness of your city, you know, where can we partner with you to really make this a conversation point? Um, and it's it's those type of, you know, creative problems and you know, any type of creative ventures that I, I don't get tired. You know, it's just, you're, you're so just filled with that. Oh, that great energy at the end of the day. And yeah, that's, you know, creatively, that's where I find joy. So did you enjoy it? I thought you would. Special thanks to the District 10 Governor, Stephanie Price, and our very special guest today for Fireside Chat, Joe Boluski, Marketing Manager at CBS Media Ventures. And before we leave you today, a couple of quick reminders. The 2021 Mosaic Awards are coming up on January 13th of 2022. District 10 Mosaic Awards recognize individuals, companies, and agencies within Arkansas, Louisiana, Oklahoma, and Texas, whose commitment to diversity and inclusion is evident through their creative work and organization-wide initiatives. Once again, that's January 13th. Go to AFD 10. If you'd like to find out more and, of course, uh, register for the uh, opportunity to be there on the 13th of January. And looking just a little bit farther ahead, April 20th through the 23rd of 2022, it's Advention. Advention in 2022 is coming to the nation's most diverse city in the United States. In addition to the National Student Advertising Competition, count on a full spectrum of speakers, a wide range of workshops, and limitless opportunities for professional growth and personal fun in the great city of Houston, Texas. Go to aafd10.org to find out more, and we hope to see you in Houston, April 20th through the 23rd. And that's a wrap for today. You've been listening to a podcast from the American Advertising Federation District 10. Find out more at aaf10.org. Subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Do that and you will never miss a new podcast. Your rating on iTunes will help us grow. And don't be afraid to share what you've heard today on social media. Until next time, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. 
This is Attention, copyright 2021. I'm Ray Shillings.